Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to episode 248 of SwiftCast. This is Steph. And Adam. And we have a really exciting episode for you this week because this is our last episode before the Reputation Stadium Tour officially starts on May 8th. So for this episode, we're going to be talking all about tour, predicting what's going to happen, and probably end up being really wrong about it but we can't wait to see how wrong we are yeah but that's okay and this is definitely going to be one of my favorite episodes i remember doing the 1989 tour prediction episode and it's just a lot of fun to talk through all the different possibilities and then on our next episode which will be released shortly after the first day of the tour that will be another of my favorites because we will finally be able to talk about everything that happened on May 8th, which is going to be awesome. Oh yeah. These two are definitely my favorite episodes as well. Usually right before tour and episodes that we do right before an album is released where we make predictions. It's just fun to speculate about what could happen. And last week, if you didn't hear yet on episode 247, we did a call in episode and we talked with a lot of listeners about what they're expecting from tour so that was really fun and as always the listeners had really great ideas and insights things that we had never thought about so we might incorporate some of their ideas now into this episode and then we'll definitely put in a lot of our own thoughts because i have some ideas and some probably outrageous or unlikely ideas but they'll be fun to talk about (laughs) as always yeah Well, Taylor's actually been giving us a lot of hints about tour, and so we're recording on April 29th. As of the time of recording, Taylor has given us four facts about the tour. Starting her countdown from 13 days until tour, she's been giving one fact every single day through her Instagram stories. So if you don't have her on your notifications for Instagram, definitely set that up because It's kind of been randomly throughout the day. There's not really a set time when she does it. But here are the facts that we have so far. For day 13, the first fact was that Taylor will be performing 10 songs from previous albums, which I was shocked. What did you think, Adam? Yeah, that is really surprising because typically her set list is normally roughly 17 or 18 songs so 10 from old albums only leaves like seven or eight from reputation which number one i don't think is going to happen it's going to be more than that and so number two that doesn't really make sense to me so 
it really confused me. <laughs> me too. Like Adam said, we really, really love doing this specific episode. So I've been thinking about predictions for a really long time. And as soon as I learned this fact, it made me rethink everything. So all week I've been thinking, what am I wrong about? <laughs> what What is actually going to happen? So we're excited to discuss our predictions for older songs and which songs will make it on the set list from Reputation during our main discussion. For day 12, the fact was that there will be three stages for this tour. There are two stages in the back, also known as the B stages, and they are just as big as the main stage for the 1989 World Tour. That is awesome because that was obviously a big stage, and so to have two of them out towards the middle or back of the floor is awesome because she'll obviously get closer to fans that are in the back of the floor and fans that are on each side of the venue. And then that even makes me think about how big is the main stage going to be? Yes, which she did talk about in a later Instagram story with respect to the main stage. But this one we knew just from looking at the maps of the venues that there would be two stages in the back. But it was crazy to me how big they're going to be. And I'm still wondering how she'll go from one stage to the next. Because unlike 1989, it doesn't look like there's any connection between all of these stages. So for day 11, the fact was that there will be a meet and greet with fans who are selected after the show. I think we all expected this to continue because it's something Taylor has done forever. So for Fearless and Speak Now, she had the Tea Party Room. For Red, she had Club Red. For 1989, she had Loft 89. And for the Reputation Stadium Tour, it will be the Rep Room. And we got to see parts of it. You could see the throne from Look What You Made Me Do is included in the room. There's a big pillar in the middle with a snake wrapped around it. Of course, very fitting for this era. And it looks really, really cool. It does, yeah. I know there were some people that were concerned that Taylor wouldn't do meet and greets this time around, but I think it's just always been something that she wants to continue doing. She loves meeting fans, and I'm glad that she's doing it again. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if she selects fans through social media like she did for 1989. She has been more active in recent weeks on Tumblr and Instagram and Twitter. So that wouldn't surprise me. And I'm sure people will also get picked as they usually do just during the show in the crowds. So it will be fun to see everybody get to experience the rep room. And finally, as of now, the final fact that we have for day 10 is that the stage for this tour is the biggest stage ever. It is 110 feet tall, and it has a really big video screen that actually continues down to the floor. So Taylor mentioned that when they're rehearsing, it causes this optical illusion, but they're getting the hang of it because it sounds like it's kind of difficult when you're performing to have that optical illusion. So that was really interesting. Yeah, and I think she also mentioned that 
then the people who have the seats that are higher up will have a lot to look at with that whole floor being a video board. So, you know, even if you're up in the so-called nosebleeds, you're going to get an awesome experience compared to the people on the floor who are maybe, yes, closer, but maybe they won't get to see all of that. Exactly. Yeah, it kind of makes me think maybe I should get seats that are high up and, of course, cheaper for a couple shows. Yeah, definitely. Get a different experience. But if you haven't seen these videos, go watch them. They're hilarious. The one, Taylor's dad, Scott, is in it, and she actually asks him what he will do when he sees fans, and he pulls a handful of guitar picks out of his pocket, of course, <laughs> Uh, as he always does. And Taylor's mom's dog, a, a Great Dane named Kitty, is also included in a video. So they're just really fun. Make sure you're following along with Taylor. And by the time you hear this episode, there will be more facts, but we'll talk all about them on our next episode. For now, though, before we get to our main discussion, we're going to give you some of the latest news the first one is that Taylor has been nominated for five Billboard Music Awards, and they're actually coming up pretty soon on May 20th. And she is nominated for Top Artist, Top Female Artist, Top Billboard 200 Artist, Top Billboard 200 Album for Reputation, and Top Selling Album for Reputation. Yeah, this was really exciting. Taylor is the most awarded artists in billboard award history she has i think 21 awards so i'm excited to see her hopefully increase her count and if you look at the tour dates on may 18th and 19th taylor will be in pasadena and so i actually think she may show up to the award show on may 20th do you know where it's at yeah, the award show is going to air from Las Vegas, so because she'll be out that way, I could see her stopping by. Yeah, I could too. Of course, she hasn't really attended award shows for a long time now, but now that she'll be back in the swing of things and tour, you know, making a little bit more of a public appearance, maybe she'll go. Yeah, we'll see. What if she even performed? That would be great. It would. Mm-hmm. Especially because... She could potentially release a new single between now and then. She could. It's been, what, over a month since we had the Delicate music video, correct? Right. Well, we'll see. It should be exciting either way. Yeah, those are always one of the good award shows. I feel like they have a lot of good performers. A lot of her friends will be there, I'm sure. So I will be tuning in. Well, another exciting piece of news that we were able to talk with listeners about last week on our call-in episode, but we didn't get to talk about it amongst ourselves yet. But that is that the song Babe was officially released by Sugarland. This is a song that Taylor wrote with Pat Monahan back in 2013 during the Red Era. And I remember talking on episodes of this podcast about Babe wondering when it would be released, where it was. It was one of those songs I just always had in the back of my head. And so it was crazy that it's been released now, five years later. Yeah, I really like the song. Uh, it did very well on the country charts, which is great. 
Um, it was released by Sugarland, of course, and I don't know much about them, but I feel like it was a good choice um, with their sound. And I like that not only did Taylor write it, but she was also featured in some vocals. Um, of course, this is a, another song that I would love to hear Taylor sing by herself. So maybe that will be a possibility down the road. But overall, I'm glad that uh, it got out there and Taylor gave it to Sugarland because, of course, we all know Red was a great album and it was that perfect combination, you know, the transition between country and pop. And this song definitely brought me right back to the Red era. Oh, yeah, me too. And I kept thinking about how the last time Taylor was featured on country radio where she was actually singing was Highway Don't Care with Keith Urban and Tim McGraw. And so now, even though she's had Better Man on country radio, she's not vocally in that song. So now here she is vocally in this song with Sugarland. So it's really interesting. And it makes me wonder about other songs that I know are out there. Like I know Taylor and Ed have written other songs. I know Taylor's worked with Diane Warren, who is a prolific soundtrack songwriter. So it gives me hope that maybe in the future, even if it's five years from now, we'll hear these songs that we know exist. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of them out there. So recently, Taylor also released two Spotify-exclusive singles, which is pretty cool. The first one was an acoustic version of Delicate, and the second one was a cover of the song September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. What did you think about these? They were awesome. I love both of them. And of course, September, Taylor changed the lyric to a date of September 28th. So everybody was kind of going crazy about wondering what that means. Right. I agree. I don't know why. It must be an important date to her for some reason. Um, I don't know if we'll ever know, but did you see all of the backlash that Taylor got for that cover, though? I did, yes. And it's so unwarranted. It's just, I think people just didn't want to see her um, cover a, like a, like a funk or a, I, I don't know exactly what style that is, but um, such an old classic that people consider to be, you know, one of the best songs that's been made. But you know, a cover is just that. It's a cover. It's supposed to be your own version, your own twist on things. And you don't go and make a cover without the permission of the original artist, which is exactly what Taylor did. And Earth, Wind & Fire gave her permission and said, yeah, that would be awesome. Make a cover. And that's what she did. So all the hate she received is just totally unwarranted. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it, it was a big headline. It's so frustrating, and you have to understand why Taylor has stepped back from the media, because it's it's just like no matter what she does, she can't win, so she might as well just be silent. Right, it makes me think like if she were to go back to how she did for Speak Now and do covers, that okay, after each concert the next day there's going to be an article saying, why did Taylor cover this song? <laughs> right. Right, because back during that era, she was obviously a huge star, but she wasn't getting the kind of criticism that she does now for really doing nothing. Right. 
So you're right. And that's sad because that's something I always would love to see return. Those covers were amazing. For sure. Well, our last piece of news is also exciting. For the very first show of the Reputation Stadium Tour, which will be at the University of Phoenix Stadium on May 8th, Taylor has actually already broken the attendance record of 56,524 tickets sold, which was previously held by One Direction. So she's already surpassed that, and my understanding is there's still tickets available, which I'm sure will sell between now and then. Yeah, I actually just went the other day and looked at the map just out of curiosity, and there are plenty of tickets still available, um, a lot of them on the floor that are the more expensive ones. So we'll see what happens as the show gets closer and closer. I'm really interested to know if they're going to keep lowering tickets or if they will just leave those seats empty or if they will somehow move people from the higher levels down to those floor seats as like a giveaway or a bonus or something. I definitely think that would happen. I could see that. But have you been looking at the prices? Are they declining? I think in general, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I think they're still expensive enough where Taylor will be making money. Oh, absolutely. They're still, you know, probably over $200 mostly for all the floor seats, except for the ones way in the back. Okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting with this new demand model that Taylor is using. Although the shows have not sold out immediately, I would guess that they all will sell out, even if it's not until the day of the show. Right. That's all we have for news for this week, but we do have some fashion news for you for this week, which is really exciting because that means Taylor's actually been a little bit more present on social media. Yeah, these are all from social media posts and Instagram stories because she really has not been seen out and about at all. But uh, the first one is from April 27th, the 11 days till tour update, and it was a picture on Instagram of her rehearsing for the tour. And she's got some shorts on, it looks like, and a sleeveless top, and her hair is tied back, and she's holding the microphone, so it's obviously a tour rehearsal. And she's wearing some shoes, which are the Nike Classic Cortez in black, and those are available for $80. Very reasonable. Yeah, definitely. The next one was Taylor's post on April 26th, which was 12 days until tour. It was her Instagram live video, and she was wearing these earrings that caught the attention of a lot of people because they're little cats, and one's gray and one's white, like Meredith and Olivia. And so these are from Les Nerdies, and they're called Little Cats Duo with Faceted Glass and Charms Earrings. They are $131. Okay, this is the first time that I'm seeing these. I didn't even notice them in the video, but they are hilarious. (laughs) They're really, really cute. And I do love that one's gray and one's white. Well, back on April 20th, Taylor posted an Instagram story talking about how she was excited that Babe was released. And in that video, she was wearing a Reformation Gavin dress in and Sonata, and that is $218. And then she also had a Zoe Lev diamond evil eye ring, which is $667. Her whole outfit in that was great. 
like Adam said, we haven't seen Taylor in a while, but she looks just amazing, like always. Yeah, it seems like her hair, I know a lot of the fans wonder often about her hair length and when she had that big break uh, before announcing reputation, they were wondering about her hair. And it's really, really long again now. It is. And she has bangs, but in some of these videos, they're swooped over. So it, it kind of reminds me of the Fearless era in a way. And our last piece of fashion is from April 25th, when Taylor posted on Instagram that there were officially 13 days until tour started. And so she posted a photo from tour rehearsals where she was wearing a shirt by Amiri called Lover's Cotton T-Shirt, which is $325. And she was also wearing Christian Louboutin Glory Mount Strutted Buckle Boots, which are $1,695. And if you happen to be able to afford those, unfortunately, they're sold out. (laughs) But... It was really cool to see the tour rehearsal photos. It looked to me like she's in the same place she was before the final rehearsals for 1989. She was around Lancaster, Pennsylvania doing final rehearsals. And uh, there's no confirmation, of course, but it just to me looks like the same kind of space that she was in before 1989. Cool. It could be. It must be a out of the way place that nobody really knows where it is or where she can be found so she can have her privacy and and speaking of that to make a little turn it seems like she has been in phoenix or glendale arizona uh rehearsing for this tour have you seen that already oh no i haven't yeah i've seen a couple things which um people saying that she's been booking the stadium late at night so that she could do run-throughs of the tour Um, which is, I feel like it's surprising because it's been, you know, two weeks roughly out. And there's also been a post from somebody, I don't know if you saw it, of the stage having already been built as of a couple days ago. I did see that, yes. Yeah, but that's really smart of her to do that. If she's already out there rehearsing, everything's set up. We know Taylor's a perfectionist, so I'm sure she's just making sure everything is going to be completely seamless i know i wonder how many full run-throughs that they do (laughs) it's got to be a lot that's such a good question and at two hours or two plus hours per show that's a lot of time rehearsing exactly you know speaking of that i predict we'll get a fact this week about how long she'll actually be performing and i'm kind of with you i think maybe two plus hours yeah, was 1989 roughly like two hours about, or was it more like 2.15? Or It was about two hours, and she announced, I think it was on Good Morning America before the tour that she would be singing for two hours. Okay. That's all we have for fashion for this week, but next week we should have hopefully a lot of fashion from tour costumes, which is really exciting. As always, thank you to Taste with Style for the fashion updates. And we will be right back with our main discussion to talk all about our predictions for tour. So this is something we've been wanting to do forever. It's finally here. We can't wait to talk all about our predictions for the Reputation Stadium tour. First, we kind of like to go back and talk about what Taylor has done on all of her other tours. 
so that we can, one, kind of get an idea of what she might do for this tour, and two, just be able to compare then after we actually see what this tour is going to be. So just some quick background. We'll start with the most recent tour. For 1989, Taylor had 18 songs on the set list initially, but sometimes all you had to do was stay and this love were cut from the set list. So sometimes it was only 16. For her older songs, Taylor performed I Knew You Were Trouble, Love Story, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, and Enchanted, which was mixed in with Wildest Dreams. And sometimes she would perform an older song on the B stage. So in total, she had four to five older songs. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, that seems very typical. And that's why that 10 older song fact is very surprising. Absolutely. Really surprising. So for Red Tour, it was very similar. It was 17 songs on the set list uh, before Stay, Stay, Stay was cut. And then for older songs, it was You Belong With Me, Mean, the B-stage song that changes each night, Sparks Fly, and Love Story. And so that was 12 songs from Red with five older songs, almost exactly the same. Exactly, yeah. And really pretty much the same for Speak Now. There were 18 songs on the set list. Four older songs, Taylor performed Our Song, Fearless, You Belong With Me, 15, and Love Story. So she had 13 songs from Speak Now and five older songs. And of course, there are some exceptions to this. Sometimes she would sing, for example, Superman or ours. So it did vary a little bit. This is just generally what happened. And of course, that doesn't include um, any special guests. So that's always an added addition. Right. And then going back to Fearless, there were 17 songs on the set list. And the older songs were Our Song, Teardrops on My Guitar, Tim McGraw, Should Have Said No, and Picture to Burn. So again, five older songs. Yeah, it was it was just really surprising. And we're going to get into that in this discussion about what older songs we think will be included. But it just, for me, made me really confused. And I'm really not sure what will happen, but I'm excited to talk about it. For now, though, we kind of wanted to go through step-by-step of the tour, starting with the openers with Charlie XCX and Camila Cabello. Yeah, so I'm guessing that Charlie XCX will be on stage first, followed by Camila Cabello. And I know a little bit about her. Do you know much about her? Um, A little bit about both of them. I must admit, though, I have not listened to all of their work. Usually before a tour for Taylor, I I do listen to everything that the opener has. I still have some time before my shows, so I probably will. But at this point in time, I'm not quite as up to speed as I should be. Yeah, me either. But listening to pop music, I obviously know the name. And there are two songs that come to mind for Charlie XCX that were very, very big hits, which were Boom Clap and then Fancy, which is the song that also included Iggy Azalea. Exactly. And Taylor performed Boom Clap with Charlie XCX on the 1989 tour, right? Yes, she did perform Boom Clap. Um, I remember that one. 
that's a fun song. I'm looking forward to seeing it on tour. Yeah, don't you think that probably will be the last one she'll do? I think so. And then doing a little bit more research on her, I actually found out, and I don't think I know this, but do you remember the song? I believe it was the song right before American Woman played on the Red Tour. Um, American Woman was the song that played right before Taylor came out, right? Right. Right. So the song before that on the Red Tour was Icona Pops, I Love It. Yes. And actually, I had no idea, but Charlie XCX is featured on vocals in that song. I did not know that either. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I love that song, it, especially because every time I hear it, I go back to the Red Tour in my head. Right. So maybe she'll play that. I don't know. Yeah, that would be cool. And for Camila, of course, we know Taylor is very good friends with her. And Fifth Harmony came out on the 1989 tour. And Taylor actually wore Camila's costume for that particular performance. And Camila is just everywhere right now. Her songs are played all the time. So I think people will be really, really excited to see her before Taylor hits the stage. Yeah, the most recent two, of course, are Havana and Never Be the Same, which, like you said, I hear both of them on the radio all the time. Me too. And I would say Havana would be her closer right before Taylor would be the next performer. I think so too. It's just such a huge song. And I would guess she won't do any kind of Fifth Harmony material. It it would just all be her own. Yeah, I think so too. I think, of course, Fifth Harmony was a very successful group and they had a lot of hits. But I don't know, you know, legally if she's like allowed to perform those songs um, since it's not with the group anymore. Um, But regardless, even if she could, I bet she'd want to like brand herself as, you know, her solo artist rather than the association with them. Exactly. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I just think everybody's going to be so excited. I, I'm i really excited by the openers. It's cool that we have two females, which hasn't happened ever. So we have two female solo artists before Taylor. So I don't know if you remember, but Camila has a song with a former 1989 tour opener, Sean Mendez. It's called I Know What You Did Last Summer. Have you ever heard that? I have, yes. Yeah, that's a good one. I hope she plays that. And maybe Sean would show up? Could be. That would be cool because he was an opener for 1989 and then he could also appear as a special guest with Taylor later in the show. Mm-hmm. And then there's one other song that I know because I liked it um, when it was released back in 2016, and it's a collaboration with Machine Gun Kelly, and it's called Bad Things. Have you ever heard that one? Yes, that was another one that was all over the radio. It was, yeah. It'd be maybe tougher to do because, you know, you won't have the the other artists there, but but we'll see. Right. Both of those songs were so big, maybe she'll include them somehow. But regardless, I think they were two good choices. I think they'll both have a lot of energy and they'll get the crowd involved and people will like them. So I will definitely be getting to the venue early to see them. Oh, definitely. So 
Adam already mentioned it a little bit, but one thing that we love to talk about is what song will play before Taylor actually comes out onto the stage. And like we mentioned, for the Red Tour, it was Icona Pop and then American Woman. For the Speak Now Tour, it was American Girl by Tom Petty. And of course, the most recent tour, 1989, it was Drive Me Crazy, which is an 80s kind of song, followed by Feel So Close by Calvin Harris right before Taylor came out on stage. So I really don't know. I I feel like I'm at a loss with this one. It It is something that's very, very hard to predict. I don't think anybody would have seen Feel So Close as that last song. Um, but it turned out to be perfect. I mean, that song, just with the energy that it creates and the beats that it has, it just made everybody get up out of their seat. And for us fans who knew it was coming, we knew that, you know, in three minutes, the show was going to start. So we were so excited. Absolutely, yeah. And with the Red Tour and 1989, the song right before, which was Icona Pop, and Drive Me Crazy for the 1989 tour, they did the fan camera where they would just go through the crowd and you could see all the fans on the camera. So I I really hope they do that again. It's always fun. Everybody's so excited. And you know that you're one song away from Taylor coming onto stage. So like you said, it's really difficult to predict. Um, I think I did come up with just one um, I could probably try and think of more that are more obscure, but I'm going to go with a song that is by an artist that is a friend of Taylor's, and it has been a song that has been very popular on the radio over the past several months, and it is Wolves by Selena Gomez. Yeah, I I love that idea. I could see that happening. Yeah, I'm probably completely wrong, but that's okay. Worth a shot. Yeah, I was thinking It Ain't Me, but Wolves is more recent, so I could I could see that more, I think. Yeah, that is another good choice, though. I agree with that. And another friend of Taylor's, other than Selena, is Lord. I don't know if she would do Greenlight, or maybe she would do an Ed Sheeran song, although I'm not quite sure which one. I think he just released Happier as the next single, and that does not really fit. I think she probably would want something really upbeat, like Shape of You. But I don't know. At this point, that song's kind of old. Yeah, and when you just said Greenlight, it just popped into my mind that I think that would be perfect. It's a very upbeat dance kind of song, almost in the same style as uh, Feel So Close. Yeah, that would be a good one. I was actually listening to our old episode it was actually 104 where we predicted what would happen on the 1989 world tour. And we did mention an 80s song. So we were kind of right with Drive Me Crazy as the song before Feel So Close. We did not mention that song by name, but we at least got kind of the era correct. Yeah. So we will be following closely on social media to see what is exactly playing in the stadium before Taylor comes out and we will certainly report back that way. If you have a show coming up, you'll be able to know what song you need to listen for to get really, really excited, even though you'll already be really excited. (laughs) So 
when Taylor hits the stage, we have no idea what's going to happen. But for this episode, we want to go through song by song on Reputation and talk about whether we think it will make the set list. And then we also want to talk about the older songs that we think will be on the set list. So let's just start with number one, Ready For It. Yeah, some of these will be very easy and some of them will be more debatable. Uh, But this one obviously is a 100% yes. Absolutely. This one is easy. And I think we both agree that it will be the opener. Very first song of the set. I think so too. I do have one crazy idea that I will talk about a little bit later um, that would make it not be the opening song, but I think it's a general consensus among the fans that this will be the first song. And speaking of the first song, how do you think Taylor will appear on stage? You know, for Red, we had the the red curtain with the very dramatic entrance. With Speak Now, she came up from the floor of course 1989 she kind of came up through the floor too yeah i think and i'm gonna say just based upon one of the instagram pictures that she posted that it will be more like speak now where it's like a little lift or elevator from underneath the stage because one of those pictures uh does look like that yeah i kind of think so too with 1989 she just kind of walked up from under the stage but i think it would be more dramatic with a lift of some sort especially given that this stage is 110 feet tall i feel like she'll need a lift there or maybe she'll just go all out and zip line from the upper level down to the stage (laughs) that would be great i would look forward to that yeah then she can start off by being you know close to the fans way at the top right at the beginning (laughs) she has said she definitely wants to be close to the fans So, of course, track two is Endgame. What are your thoughts? This is a really interesting one because it was a single, and you would think that all songs that are singles and have music videos would be on tour, but it does feature two other artists who will not be there. So will she still do the song and skip their parts like she did for the Jingle Ball performances? Or will she include the song and include their their vocals anyways? You know, there's a lot of different options that she could do, um, or she could just skip the song completely. So I have a feeling that it will make the set list, but it might be that shortened version without Ed and Future, or maybe it will be even mashed up with something. Yeah, I could definitely see a shortened version. Now, you actually went to a Jingle Ball, and so... When Ed was there, they did cut out Future's parts, right? Correct. And then when Ed wasn't there, did she She just didn't perform it at all, right? I believe so, yes. Because the one that I went to, Ed was not there. And I believe she replaced Endgame with Gorgeous. Oh, okay, right. I remember that now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm with you. I I think either it won't be performed at all. I think Ed will show up as a special guest and she'll do it with him at some point. Yeah. My other thought was, though, with the way the stage is with these huge videos, she could have made a video where they're included. So it would be like the full song. But I don't know how that would translate. Yeah, or she could even do something simple like put the actual music video on the big screen 
and yeah, she'll sing her parts, but then they'll just pump in the audio on Ed and Future's parts. Yeah. This one is difficult just because it was a single, but then when you look back at the Jingle Ball performances, it was either cut short or not included. So I'll be interested to see what happens with that one. Yeah. Track three on Reputation is I Did Something Bad. And I think this one will definitely make the set list. It got a episode of DirecTV's Making of a Song. Um, Not that that necessarily means that it will, but it's just one of those type of songs that I don't think you could keep off a set list. It's, It's too good. It has such a good bass, such a good sound to it, and it would be perfect for a stadium tour. I completely agree. And I think the fact that it was on the making of a song series, it had such a long episode. I think that's a good hint. And Taylor obviously loves the song. She wrote part of the song in her sleep. (laughs) She woke up with the part of the song in her head. And even in the Ready For It music video, she included lyrics from I Did Something Bad with the burning all the witches on the stage in Ready For It. And plus, I will be incredibly upset if this somehow is not on the set list because this song was made for a stadium. The crowd's going to go crazy. I can hear the crowd chanting, light me up already. And I was wondering, where do you think it would be? I kind of think it could be more toward the middle of the show before she goes back to the B stages, like a huge production number, and then she'll transition back to the B stages. Yeah, I guess it really depends on where she's going to fit in Look What You Made Me Do, in my opinion, because as we've talked about, I think a lot of people think that it will be the last song, but... Yeah, it's a good last song, but I think it could also fit in the middle and you could use something else as the closing song, maybe even this one. So I th- I think it's going to be more towards the end. And if I had to make a specific prediction, I'm going to predict that it would be like the second to last song, like in the place where Out of the Woods was for 1989. Oh, that would be cool. Especially if she would change it up like she did for Out of the Woods. Mm-hmm. Now, if Endgame makes the set list, where do you think that would be? Um, I don't think I have a specific place for it, so I would just generalize and say somewhere in the middle. Okay. I kind of think more toward the beginning. Yeah, it could be like, uh, New Romantics, like song number two, or maybe song number three. Right, because if Endgames makes it, I feel like it will be a pretty quick performance either way. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think, kind of like New Romantics was kind of like a quick second song, I could see that. Did you have any production elements in mind for I Did Something Bad? Like, especially the Light Me Up. Like, I could see a lot of pyro. or I I can just see her doing so much. Yeah, I could see it being, like, very, very dark right before the Light Me Up part starts. And then either, like, the brightest um, spotlights you can get or, yeah, fireworks Something where the stadium goes from very dark to very bright during that part. Yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be great. And I think also this song might have been hinted that it is on the set list way back several months ago when tour rehearsals started. Didn't one of Taylor's band members post a, a picture on Instagram 
talking about being excited for rehearsals. And if you zoom in on his computer, didn't it say I did something bad on it? Oh, yes, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Or was it, it wasn't Don't Blame Me, was it? Was it I did something bad? I think it was I did something bad, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that, I think that will be on the set list. Yeah. Speaking of Don't Blame Me, though, that is track four. Yes, and this one is another fan favorite, and I think it has a very, very high chance to make the set list. Maybe not as high as I did something bad, but again, it's similar in that I think it would be a great stadium song. It's like almost like an anthem type song. Yes, and I agree. I, I'll i be incredibly disappointed if this somehow doesn't make it. As you can probably tell, I'm kind of worried just because of how many older songs are going to be on this set list. I, I would hate to see some of the Reputation songs not make it. So I'm really, really crossing my fingers for this. Like Adam said, it really is made for a stadium and I could see the crowd going crazy. I could see her adding a lot of really cool production elements to this. Maybe even having like a choir or something at the end. I don't know. She might just use her backup singers, but... No, I was thinking the same exact thing with the choir. Uh, it would be perfect. And what if she like got a local choir from each city that she was at to come and be on the stage and do the do the end chorus that would be awesome and really for this i could see this in the middle of the show too so maybe maybe i'm changing my mind a little maybe i did something bad would be more toward the end and don't blame me more toward the middle maybe right before she goes to the b stages well track five is delicate and this one definitely will make the set list with the music video and then the Spotify single and then the the second music video, if you will. Uh, it's just been promoted a lot lately and it will definitely be on, on the set list. Absolutely. It's a single. It was on making of a song series. We forgot to mention Don't Blame Me was also on the making of a song series. But it, Delicate is a single... She obviously loves the song. It was on so many lists for the best song of 2017. So I definitely can see it happening. And I also am really excited to see how it's performed. Especially, I'm wondering if she'll bring elements of the video to life on stage. I'm wondering if there will be rain during this song. Kind of like how you get the girl or even should have said no. Taylor loves rain, and if there's going to be a song with rain incorporated, I would say this one. Yeah, there could be a lot of different things. There could be, like you said, the dancing in the music video. It could be simple on guitar or simple on piano. Um, I think I mentioned on a previous episode, it could be like the Wildest Dreams Enchanted mashup. Maybe there'll be some type of mashup included with it. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she does with it. Me too. And... I don't know. I feel like this would be more toward the beginning of the show. It's hard to predict. It is, yeah. I wonder what goes into the thought process. I'd love to be in the meetings that she says, I think this song should go here or this song should go here and and why. And I'm sure it's discussed with her tour manager and the, the creative people behind the tour. Absolutely. 
if only we could be even a fly on the wall during those meetings <laughs> that would be pretty cool well of course next is look what you made me do uh, that's not gonna be on there right she's got to skip though yeah now nah, let's skip it <laughs> um but of course we've talked a lot about this we've talked about how maybe it would be at the beginning of the show that was before we knew ready for it existed i thought maybe it would be the very first song where she's kind of killing off the old taylor now though that i've heard ready for it and have an idea of what this album is like i do think it will be the closing song yeah i think so too it was the closing song at all of the jingle ball performances right which is a great hint Mm -hmm. and it'll be great to see what she does on the actual tour for the jingle ball performances the song started with her killing off the old Taylor, right? Yeah, it had like an audio while Taylor was off the stage or like off to the side. And then there was like a little video in the background with the the snake thing from the Instagram posts right when this era started. But yeah, it worked well as a closing song. And I'm curious as to what she will wear during that song because for the music video, there were so many different outfits so I wonder if she'll try to match one of those, or who knows? Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too. And, of course, there are all of Taylor's old characters. I wonder if she'll somehow include them. Or maybe she'll just use scenes from the video on this enormous video screen that she's having. Ooh, what if all those actresses who played all the old Taylors are part of the tour? <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs> and maybe they'll be like trying to climb Taylor Mountain. Yeah, there. if it's the closing song, there really should be a mountain on stage. Yeah. <laughs> and then Taylor ends up at the top of it at the end of the song. Right. Well, and speaking of the closer, Taylor's always just made the closing song a way to get really close to the fans. Of course, for Speak Now, she was on the balcony flying around during love story for red you had the arm that swung out of the stage for we are never ever getting back together for 1989 you would shake it off with the propeller that went around so i'm really excited to see what this stage does i'm sure there's something that either it elevates in the air or is she gonna fly around there's got to be something yeah there's got to be some feature we don't know yet And the same with the B stages, especially given that they're as big as the 1989 main stage. I'm sure they do a lot of things. And I would not be surprised if they elevate her so that everybody can get a close look. Much like the stage, not only for 1989, but also for Red. So moving on, track seven is So It Goes. And I think this is the first one where I'm going to say, unfortunately, I don't think it makes it. It's it's not my favorite. Um, I don't dislike it, but it just isn't one of the ones that I go back to to listen to all the time. What about you? Okay. It actually, it is one of my favorites. And okay. I'm really, really sad to say, I don't think it's going to make it. I think So It Goes is going to kind of be like, I almost do from red where it's just a really underrated song really great song but just isn't gonna make it especially now that i know that there are 10 older songs i just don't think it will make it 
which is sad because I would love to hear the one, two, three. That's all I want to hear live. Yeah, good point. Maybe she would sing it on the B stage once or twice. That would make me happy. But yeah, I just don't think it's going to make it. So next for track eight is Gorgeous. I think it will, based on the fact that she did play it once at one of the Jingle Balls. Um, I definitely think it'll be a simple song, like acoustic, maybe a B-stage song. Oh, okay. I could see it more like just a straight through, not really a bunch of elements. Kind of like I Wish You Would on 1989. She just straight up played the song. Yeah. And I do think it will make it. She included it as the very first song on the making of a song series. She played it in place of Endgame during Jingle Ball. But I do think it will be probably a quicker performance with not a lot of time spent on it. And it was released not as a single, but it was released before Reputation, the album was released, wasn't it? Exactly, right? It was one of the preview singles. So, Right. Yeah, I think it will make it. Number nine is Getaway Car. So my favorite part of the album is probably songs nine through 11. And so Getaway Car at number nine, I sure hope makes the set list. And again, it's one of those songs that feels like a concert type song. So I will have to say that, yes, it will definitely be on it. Yes, I also really want this song to make it. I'll be very upset if it doesn't make it. It just feels like it was made for the tour. And Taylor did include the song in the making of a song series, which was awesome to see how she and Jack worked on that song. And I just think she could really make that song come to life on stage because it really is the song that most sounds like a story off the whole album. Yeah, you're right. She could really just make it such a big production and and play it out on stage. So I don't know. I could I keep saying I keep coming up with songs for her to perform before she goes to the B stage, but that could be a really good one, especially if we've talked about in other episodes how maybe she could use an actual car and if she did, then that way they could clean up the main stage while she's back on the B stages. Yeah. This is getting so tough because I think both of us have only said one out of nine so far wouldn't make the set list. So, I mean, we're running out of songs already. Right, which is why for me, a lot of these songs on the back end of the album, I am going to say aren't going to make it. I know. We'll move along to track 10, King of My Heart. So is that one that you think might not make it? I, I, yeah, I don't think it's going to make it. It was on Making of a Song series, but I just... Don't think it will be on the set list. Yeah, I have a feeling you're right. Um, even though it is one of my favorites, I I really want to hear kind of like you wanted to hear the one, two, three on So It Goes. I want to hear the bridge on this song. Oh, me too. The part with drinking beer out of plastic cups and that part. Yeah, I love that part. I just don't think it will make it. I I also think it would be hard to perform that song live. It has so much of the, I think what Taylor called the vocoder. Yes, you're right. So the vocoder was used and I'm sure there are ways you can bring that to life on stage, but it might just not sound right. 
It also is a very fast song. Not that that would deter or that Taylor can't do it, but it's the type of song that's not necessarily spoken word, but it's very fast and it'd be more difficult to do live. It would be. We'll see. Maybe we'll be wrong, but I just don't see it. Track 11 is Dancing With Our Hands Tied. I really like this song because of the beat and the bass in it. And it's one of those that, again, a favorite, but do I think it will make the set list? I don't know if it's going to make the cut. Yeah, sadly, I I just don't think it is either. I think it's a really great song and it could really come to life on stage, especially with, we know Taylor's been dancing so much more, even just in her videos. So I think she could really incorporate a lot of great dancing in this song, but I just don't see it. Uh, track 12 is Dress. So I like Dress, but I don't think it will make the set list. Um, number one, because it's a slower song and not that she won't have any slower songs because she will. Um, I just think that kind of like King of My Heart, it is a harder song to sing. Very high-pitched, of course. Um, but would I like to see it? Of course. Do I think it will make it? No. I'm in the same boat. We're really agreeing here on <laughs> most things. I would love to see this, but I just don't think it's going to make it. I also think, if you think about the lyrics of Dress, they are somewhat risque, I guess you could say, for Taylor. And... She still has a lot of very young fans, so I could see her excluding it, maybe for that reason. Mm -hmm. Along with the other reasons you already mentioned, it's just a hard song to sing. And there are other songs that I think would be used instead of that song. Yeah, definitely. Track 13 on Reputation is This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things. Even though this hasn't been a single or anything or any type of promotion, I think this is one that will definitely make it. Oh, you're okay. You're really definite then. Yeah. Are you a little questionable? I'm a little questionable, but I'm leaning toward yes. Uh, I guess I'm a little questionable just because to me, this is the Kanye West song in my head. Mm -hmm. it's, that's what it's about. And with Innocent, that was the other Kanye West song from Speak Now. Taylor did not perform that at all on tour. She only ever performed that song on the VMAs in 2010 so my hope is though that this time she's just not going to do that and she will perform it and let everybody speculate about the meaning of the song i think it's a great song i think it should be a single and i think it would be a really fun song for tour just because it has that kind of like kids on a playground element to it and she's taken the high road so many times when things like this happen that I feel like she should just not do that this time. And yeah, while there may be a part that is about Kanye, I think in a general sense, you can interpret this song as being about a lot of different things, maybe more specifically the media. So I think it'll make it. And to your point about being a perfect stadium song, it's that song that everybody's going to be, you know, singing along or shouting along to. And it has that perfect, you know, stand up and shout type vibe. Yeah, kind of like Bad Blood. Yeah, good connection. I could see it 
maybe even in that same part of the show Mm -hmm. more toward the back end um and she did include it on making of a song series again that might not mean anything but the fact that she included it she's clearly proud of the song and so i'm crossing my fingers for that one track 14 is call it what you want this is one that comes to mind for not a replacement, but that would be a slower song that would get on the set list instead of dress. Exactly. Yeah, based on the Saturday Night Live performance and the video that was released with like the home video footage um, with the song in the background, this one should be on it. Yeah, I'm definitely putting this on the set list. I'm not quite sure what she'll do with it. We've talked a lot about what she could do with it. Maybe on the B stage, of course, like you said, for SNL, she did it acoustically. So I could see that happening. I don't really see it as the piano song, but I could see it on the B stage. And Agreed. Yeah, I definitely think, given how much Taylor loves this song, it's going to make it. And of course, the last song, track 15, is New Year's Day. And I don't know why, but I feel like this is the toughest one for me to decide if it will or won't be. Um, Has Taylor liked posts about this on Tumblr in regards to tour? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure specifically about this song. Yeah, I feel like way back when the album was released, she might have liked something about you know hearing this song on tour or something. Not that that is an indication for sure, but... Um, it's a obviously very different song compared to the rest of the album, but I could definitely see it, see a place for it. Uh, probably not on the main stage, but on the B stage. Oh, okay. Here we differ a little. I, I definitely think it will be on. Okay. Taylor performed the song during a secret session. She also performed the song on Jimmy Fallon and... I see this as the piano song. That's why I didn't put Call It What You Want as a piano song. Okay. I think it will be on the main stage. And I also think that if Taylor does an encore, which is another thing I want to talk about soon, but if she decides to do an encore, I think she would make this the fake end of the whole show, ending with on the piano with this song. Maybe after something like I did something bad and then go into this on the piano and then leave and then come back for the encore. Right. And I really, really hope it does make the set list. I'll be disappointed if it doesn't. Yeah, I will too, because I like it. I definitely like it a lot. So speaking of the encore, what do you think? Do you think she'll have one? I don't think so. She went away from it for 1989. She just, you know... Of course, did costume changes um, and outfit changes, but she just went straight from song to song, um, never, you know, leaving the stage as if the show was over, like she did with Long Live on the Speak Now tour. That was the fake ending, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think so. What about you? Yeah, she does seem to have gone away from it, and I remember right before 1989, like I said, I actually recently listened to our episode but i said i hoped that there was an encore but i I loved the way she did 1989 so much that i kind of hope she just keeps it that way because i guess as a concert goer it is kind of like 
you know they're coming back and it annoys me when people just leave when you know she's coming back right you see all these fans filing out of the stadium and it's like come on she's not done yet she hasn't even performed look what you made me do right (laughs) so i kind of like that she doesn't really do it but if she does include it then i do think new year's day would be the, the fake ending yeah i like that idea so now that we've talked all about the reputation track list we need to talk about these 10 older songs this has thrown me off all week i have no idea i know because based on what we just went through we probably thought there were roughly 11 or 12 on reputation that would make it so with 10 older ones that puts us at 21 or 22 which would be great maybe the concert is longer but i don't think it will be i don't think it can be more than 20 right Mm mm-hmm so the thing I'm thinking is maybe there will be a medley of older songs. Yes, there could be. And here um, is a good point to mention the kind of outrageous idea that I have um, that is probably not going to happen, but I think it would be pretty cool if it did happen. So what if the first 20, 25 minutes maybe of the show is these 10 older songs. Maybe it's some full, maybe it's some mashed mashed up together, but it's all the old Taylor. Then Look What You Made Me Do comes in and kills the old Taylor, and then we get all of the reputation stuff. Oh, that's kind of cool. It would be interesting because it would be, you know, kind of like a remembrance of the old Taylor, and then Look What You Made Me Do comes in and it flips the switch to all reputation stuff. I like that idea. And maybe she would go through them really quickly. Right. Maybe those 10 songs comprise, yeah, 20 or 25 minutes or something. And then we would get, maybe we'd get 13 or 14. Yeah, most of Reputation. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I like that idea. Yeah, of course, then you wouldn't have Ready For It as the opening song, which a lot of people think will happen. And I have no idea what the opening song would be. But yeah, kind of a crazy out of the box idea. Well, maybe she could just come on as the old Taylor and do the old songs as the old Taylors. Right. And like you said, kill them off. (laughs) That would be really interesting. It would. But then, yeah, Ready For It would not be the opener. And then Look What You Made Me Do would not be the closer. So who knows? We'll see. You could be right. (laughs) Because I just, I'm still bewildered. I just don't understand. Right. Especially just with the tone of this era, including 10 older songs, seemed odd to me. So let's just say you're wrong, though. What old songs do you think she'll mix in to this tour? So on the Jingle Ball set lists, she played three older songs, and they were Blank Space, Shake It Off, and I Don't Want to Live Forever. And then even going a little bit further back to the the two most recent concerts that she did, the one for the Formula One race in Austin, Texas, and then the Super Saturday Night in Houston, she included songs like You Belong With Me, 15, Holy Ground, Love Story, Sparks Fly. Red, Enchanted. Okay, yeah. 22. So that's probably a good indication. I mean, I think it will probably be her biggest hits, which makes sense. Right. 
but it's also confusing. She said in her video, 10 songs from previous albums. So then when you mentioned, I don't want to live forever, or when she was in Austin, she did, this is what you came for. Of course, there's a possibility of better man and I don't want to live forever. Do those count? They weren't really on a previous album. So she's confusing me. I know. That's a good question. I almost feel like the songs that aren't solely hers will be left off because there's just too many of hers that she needs to get on the list. That's how I feel. My only hesitation is I Don't Want to Live Forever was included for Jingle Ball and it was nominated for a Grammy. And also Better Man, she did perform at the Bluebird just weeks ago. Right. So it's really tough. But I think we can say some for sure. Like mm. for me, for sure, Shake It Off, I Knew You Were Trouble. Uh, I guess I'll throw Love Story in there because she said she'll always do it. Right. But yeah, the, the real main question, I think, is not which songs will make it. It's how they're all going to make it. <laughs> exactly. Well, one cool thing she did in Austin was she did We Are Never Mashed Up With Bad Blood which I absolutely loved. I was lucky enough to be there and I was really upset that I didn't think to video it because I thought it was just weird. Never. I didn't realize she was mashing up bad blood. So I kind of hope that reappears. That would be really cool. Yeah, it would be. Um, Of course, all too well has been used a lot. Taylor performed it on super Saturday night. She knows it's a fan favorite. I kind of could maybe see that happening. I think so, too. It definitely is a fan favorite. People relate to the song. They love it. It's very emotional. I don't know if it could be done any other way than on the piano, which is the way she's always done it. Exactly. And then you have the question of how many piano songs is she going to do? Because for me, I'm sure that New Year's Day would be the the piano song. Mm-hmm. And usually she only does like one piano song. Although... In Austin, she did This Is What You Came For, Sparks Fly, and then Enchanted Wildest Dreams on the piano. So maybe she would do All Too Well, New Year's Day, and something else? I don't know. How about singles from 1989, like New Romantics, Out of the Woods, Style? I think Blank Space will definitely make it. As you mentioned, it was on the set list for Jingle Ball. Yeah, I think Blank Space and Shake It Off were the two biggest. Um, Maybe they're the only two that make it. I would love to see Out of the Woods again because it was one of my favorites on 1989. But we're just running out of space, so I think we'll get those two. Yeah, I would love to see Out of the Woods and Wildest Dreams. But like I said, I'm just really confused because this Reputation era is such a break from all of Taylor's old albums that... It's weird to me how she'll put 10 songs from older albums on this set list. Mm -hmm. And of course, some people are really, really excited about this and want really old songs like even Treacherous or Tied Together with a Smile. I think those are great ideas, but I just don't think it's going to happen. No, I agree. I think it will be the huge hits. And Taylor has a lot of them, which makes it even more difficult for us to figure this out. Exactly. So, unfortunately, we don't have a ton of insight on this, but we're just going to wait and see what happens. I really like your idea about maybe she'll just 
put everything together. She could go through it in maybe five minutes and then kill off the old tailor. She could. <laughs> Just like, yeah, like a little medley of all the old stuff. Like, this is what I used to be. A little reminiscing. <laughs> right, right. It would be really different. So I don't, we'll see. I, I can't wait. And last thing that we want to talk about before we go to wrap up our predictions. Any predictions on special guests? Any bucket list special guests you want? Yeah, special guests are always tough. Um, number one, if she's going to do them, which I think is yes. It's just something that she likes to do. You know, it changes up the show and makes it unique for each show that you go to. So I basically just kind of took a look at some of the most current popular songs and got a few ideas on who I think might be included. Of course, for the 1989 tour, the list of special guests was so long and there were so many great artists in there that we never would have even thought of. And so that's, that's what makes it exciting. We don't know what to expect. We don't know who's going to be coming. But a few ideas I came up with based on current very popular songs are B.B. Rexa and Florida Georgia Line for their song Meant to Be. I think she'll definitely have Ed on, and I would love to see her and Ed sing Perfect together. That would be great. Imagine Dragons have been really popular, and they've been a guest before. And they have a couple songs that are popular right now, Whatever It Takes and then Thunder. A former tour opener, Sean Mendez, just released that new song, In My Blood, which I really like. That would be cool to see. Halsey's been very popular lately, and a good choice might be her song, Bad at Love. And then, of course, I think we'll definitely see Little Big Town as a special guest to sing Better Man. Oh, definitely. And along those same lines, I think Sugarland with Babe or Pat Monahan of Train mm -hmm. doing Babe. Taylor actually sent Pat Monahan flowers last week telling him how excited she is about their song and said, at the end of her note, hope to see you soon. Cool. That would be awesome. Pat has come out as a special guest before. I like the idea about Shawn Mendes, although I think it would be cool if they did his song Bad Reputation because for the Reputation tour. Yeah. That would be awesome. And... For older artists, I think Joan Jett, who has the Reputation song, would be really awesome, too. Yes, absolutely. I love the idea about Halsey, Bad at Love. It's a huge, huge song. I could also see Dua Lipa, her song Rolls is another huge song. Uh, maybe she'll bring Haim out. They have new music. That would be cool. And, of course, Lord, Lord and Ed are always up there on my lists for special guests. Yeah, there really are endless possibilities. <laughs> Absolutely. And I would love to see Ed and Taylor do perfect, but I think they probably would do Endgame. And I know that when she's abroad, Ed is the closer for a festival on a Saturday night, and Taylor is the final closer on Sunday. So I think we'll see them together then. And that's around mid-June, so not too far away. But it's going to be really interesting. I love your idea also about Florida Georgia Line. I could see Taylor bringing other country artists like Marin Morris is huge with Meet Me in the Middle. Yes. Um, it's hard to predict. I don't know that special guests will be as prevalent 
as they were for the 1989 tour. Taylor got a lot of criticism about that, but it was so exciting. And I would hate for her to take that element out of the show just for that reason. So it'll be exciting to see what happens. This tour is also shorter than the 1989 tour. 1989 tour had 63 dates in North America. And the Reputation tour has only 40. So if she does do special guests, I feel like she would want to include them in all of them without skipping any. Well, and the other thing was for 1989, if it was a stadium show, you could kind of expect a special guest. Whereas when it was in an arena, there was not always a special guest. Right. And this is all stadiums. So it's a big question mark. But even if she doesn't have a guest on every show, I hope she'll have some sometimes. Because I think she just loves having the opportunity to perform with other artists. And she's been doing it since the very beginning, since she first headlined the Fearless Tour. So I hope it's an element here. So we are really excited to see what happens. Please follow along with us. We're going to be just so excited about this tour. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at SwiftCast13. You can also email us at SwiftCast13show at gmail.com. And we're going to be up really late on May 8th to see what happens and to see how wrong we are with our predictions. But we just cannot wait. And we'll be covering the first day of tour as soon as we can. So be on the lookout for that on episode 249. For now, for episode 248, this has been Steph. And Adam. And we'll see you on the other side of the opening night of this tour. Thank you for listening. Thanks. See ya. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.